0: The following podcast is scheduled for three falls and promises to call it Down the Middle. Hello and welcome to Calling It Down The Middle, the wrestling podcast that analyzes some of the hottest ongoing issues in the world of professional wrestling and then seeks to call them down the middle because on this show we are all about truth, justice, freedom and all that other good stuff. I am, well I guess just your Calling It Down The Middle host, Alex. It is just me. There is still no Mike with us at this That's right. I'm back.
1: I'm Mike from Parts Unknown is no more. I will be to now, forevermore,
0: as the Mike. No wow. set. What a shocking, shocking revelation here on episode five of Calling It Down the Middle. Yeah, I, I tried to solo it when uh, we had some scheduling issues, but um, yeah, I think but I'm we- back format of the show. I think it does need a uh, need need we need to bounce ideas we off one sp- another. We need some mixture of spices together to make this happen here. Exactly, exactly. Well Mike, it's been I don't know, like a month. A what, what, month. What what's just pick one thing in the last month? That Tons you, of things that's been going on.
1: Um piggybacking off of our one of our last episodes that I was here, women's money in the bank. Vince was listening. And who oh, cashed yeah, it in? It. Yeah, we did. Who cashed in? Bailey. There you go, guys. Vince is listening still. Thank you, Vince, for taking listening to me.
0: Yeah, I guess we should actually carry a spoiler warning on this show now. We're, we, we're getting a bit of a We're reput- going to have to. Well, I'd say we're getting a reputation. We'd have a reputation if we'd actually properly launched the podcast and people listened to it. That's right. Um, you guys got to turn it on, please. So, please, if you're going back and listening through our old feed, check the dates and so you can compare it to when certain things happened in actuality, so you can then appreciate that we actually have the foresight to say, hey, here's how it should be done.
1: And keep listening, because we still have tons of spoilers to give out as
0: time goes on. Yeah, we've got three three spoilers, because we've got our three fools to get through today. Let's, let's, let's not waste any more time. Let's get right back into the action here. Our first fool this day is, we're going to talk about Brock Lesnar's Money in the Bank cash-in. He, obviously for the past few weeks, has been very present he's actually been around you know weekly um well i mean i guess it's been for like two or three weeks but um, and
1: everybody was excited that seth beat brock
0: I said, brock well, was well. gone
1: brock the cloud of brock is no more and guess what money in the bank
0: yeah i'll be let's be honest we didn't call that one
1: there's no <laughs> way we could have called that one we were hoping anything but brock happened <laughs>
0: well, money well, bank <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Brock Lesnar, of course, became Mr. Beast in the bank. Beast in the bank with his hashtag his Brock Party stereo boombox. That, that's that's the cool thing I've seen in wrestling lately. the the The, <laughs> the meme generation following that. There's been some excellent excellent audio um, audio edits um, in in tune with um, with with Brock having his Brock parties.
1: Yeah, he is rocking Brock. <laughs>
0: But, uh, but yeah, so we want to talk about... It. So now he obviously said he was going to cash in and tried to cash in at, at the uh, the show that shall not be named last Friday. Um, was there a show?
1: Was it really a show? They're going to scrub it? that from the annals yeah. quick. Yeah, I think it's deleted.
0: Yeah, they're going to they're gonna unleash Matt Hardy on it, and that'll be that. <laughs> so it, it seemed like he was going to cash in. Well, I guess we weren't really sure whether or not he was going to. I know the rumor was he was going to cash in quickly, but then didn't. Um, and now I, I think, based on Paul Heyman's promo on Raw this week, it seems like maybe he is going to go away again for a while. That's and, kind of the impression. And I remember, got. Alex,
1: the Monday Raw before the Friday show was almost a cash in. Yeah, he really should have cashed in. I mean, <laughs> he laid out. I mean, basically, he did. He K- should have. Kayfabe logic <laughs> just went out yeah. the
0: window there because yeah, why on earth wouldn't you? Well, the one way I, the one way I thought they could have spun that is that. Brock Lesnar just openly says, I want the payday of going to Super Showdown. And so he was like, no, I'm going to cash in on Friday because I want to get paid for working on Friday. <laughs> and that, that could have been one way they could have spun it, but yeah, it, that was pretty dumb. Yeah. But anyway, so so we are going to uh, talk about how now we think that Brock Lesnar should cash in that money in the bank briefcase. Mike, what's your, what's your take on this one?
1: Well, I think you're right, Alex, that he's going to disappear for a little while because with all money in the bank... Winners, you want to try to give it a little window there so it goes in the back of your brain and yeah, say, sure. well, where is that guy? Where's the cash-in? My prime spot, when they get their new show on Fox, he's going to cash it in there. And that means Kofi. Kofi's dream, the Kofi story comes to an end. Has to be the first show on Fox. There will be a title change on that, that show because they want lovely. people
0: to tune in and tune to in, see the new, new thing. Yeah. That's right.
1: Yeah. so. And- Brock cashes in beats Kofi.
0: Yeah, I, I I know, I think I don't I don't know if, when uh I think this was on the the last episode that I did, um, just by myself, I, I definitely talked about the cash in being on Kofi. I thought that is a good way to end his reign because it's the fairy tale story coming to an end in the worst way possible kind of thing. The beast. Well, I was going to say it's in the worst way possible, but rumors have been abound this past week. True, true. As to who might be about to beat Kofi (laughs) Kingston. Somebody could be stepping in front of Brock. I mean, who could it be? Only the best in In the the world! world. Yeah, apparently, Shane McMahon, rumors abound. So... That's actually going to be my sort of twist on this. I I as well I'm going to say I think it's now it's, he's going to go away for a while. Maybe he'll show up like around SummerSlam time. Sure. Maybe he'll even have a match.
1: He doesn't even yeah, he doesn't have to just focus on cashing in. He could have matches in between.
0: Yeah. Especially
1: at a SummerSlam where we need
0: that yeah, that, that that would be I think definitely the most likely one that he would then now show up on. I think we'll see him or at least Paul Heyman in between. But yeah, I think it's going to lead towards that, probably that first SmackDown show once the new television deal starts. Because here's what I'm going to say is, Shane McMahon will beat Kofi Kingston to become WWE champion, and Brock Lesnar will then cash in on Shane. At the Fox show. You see, the one thing is, I kind of like the idea that Shane wins... And I don't know how the calendar works, and they need to tweak it. like maybe it's the pay per view is before the week before the Fox deal, so Shane becomes champion on the oh, Sunday, right away. and then immediately he loses it to yeah. to Lesnar. The reign will be short regardless. I, he just wants. Well. To,
1: it's got. It's <laughs> gotta be. I mean, you hope. Unless he still has his faction there and his, his cronies, I'm sure Drew is not going to stand around and you know. Shine the belt up for Shane.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we had that conversation earlier. Well, I mm-hmm. can't see Drew right. staying by, like being in the shadows of Shane McMahon for how yeah for all that, like you know all that long a period of that's time. Right. He's he's too too good, too big, too big a star really to be absolutely. I and mean, not not that's any reason for WWE <laughs> not to do it, but I, yeah, I I don't think they will keep hold him back behind Shane for too long. The only thing, and this was again, this was the conversation we had earlier, was well. Shane's not going to become the face, so Drew turning on Shane would have him become face, and I, I feel like they need the big heel. They need him as a big heel. They don't have that He's many main heel. event level heels, and I think yeah they can't really afford for to have him turn face. Yeah. I mean I say that you know if if this happens somewhere down the road, plenty of. Changes in terms of alignment could can happen, and other sure. people might take that spot. But and as he's a really of... a raw guy.
1: He's just using the wild card every I mean, week. <laughs> yeah, as if that counts for anything yeah. nowadays.
0: But yeah, I, I I think I think we both agree the the uh, the SmackDown show once the television deal starts, that'll be Brock Lesnar showing up, becoming champion. Tune in, everybody.
1: Yeah, tune in. Brock Lesnar, new champion on the first Fox SmackDown.
0: I think like a lot of people will be predicting that. But... Yeah, but guess what, Alex. We they did, heard it here first. We did it first? <laughs> <laughs> Quickly publish this. Publish this episode. <laughs> but okay, so we're, we're saying that Brock Lesnar will become champion on that show. So how do we call? How do we call this one down the middle? What is our, what is our, what is our way to bring justice to Brock Lesnar because he needs it? Well, but I say You got something.
1: Yeah. How about this T-shirt? Brock two belts. Brock wins. The raw smack, the raw championship at Summerslam. Still has the briefcase. He didn't have to cash in it. Technically, it could be in Paul Heyman's car for all this time, and then the time is right. Brock two belts. So here's what and I counter that
0: with. You mentioned the Advocate, Paul Heyman. Here is, here's the scene, and um, or you know, you know what I'm gonna, I'm gonna change, change it. I'm gonna say, because I've, I've got to set this up for the moment. So what, what I want to happen is Heyman is on the outside. And then Heyman, as like Lesnar is gearing up for something, Heyman clocks him from behind with the briefcase because this this was something I heard um suggested as well is that um and I think this was back at mania people were calling for it was Brock was Brock get screwed by Heyman and aligns with Seth um at mania and so but here's the thing I'm, Im I'm gonna go one further than that. That's not what happens. you think that's what is going to happen he then so so instead what you have is, Lesnar has F- hit the F5 on Rollins, it's about to happen, and Heyman clocks him with the briefcase. And you're like, oh my god, he's, he's going to hand it to Seth. No, no, no. Paul Heyman calls for the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and for all this time I have been the advocate of the beast, Brock Lesnar. And our relationship has been... Such that people have even said we might be friends, as much as Brock Lesnar can have a friend. Is he could be able to say all this before Brock wins? I think, it's, yeah, it's going to be like subsequent <laughs> shots with the, with the briefcase. He's got to be quick.
1: Or he could have his new. Oh, no, 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 no. no he could no, have no, Shane come out. No, no, no,
0: no. No, no, no. I got something for <laughs> this. Paul Heyman, the advocate, growing up son of a lawyer, he's been reading the fine print on the contract. The Money in the Bank contract. You know what it says? It says it entitles the holder to a championship opportunity whenever they want. The holder. Who's holding the briefcase? Paul Heyman is holding the briefcase. Paul Heyman cashes in. And Paul <laughs> Heyman becomes your universal <laughs> champion. The advocate. And does Brock become the
1: advocate then? I am the advocate for Oh no, for Brock, the... murders Brock... <laughs> Brock murders him.
0: Brock murders him. But that's what I'm going for. I'm going for a Paul Heyman cash in. He's he's Paul the smart Heyman. one. All this time, he's been he's waiting for his opportunity for and years and years.
1: He, they never had the money in the bank briefcase, and now that's his
0: opportunity. He had it. He knew it was the perfect perfect opportunity, and Paul Heyman will be your will be your new Universal Champion. So we have
1: Paul Heyman on Raw, Shane on SmackDown. Oh boy! Oh boy! The ratings are going to go up Mm-mm. up to the ceiling for this one. And then, of course, we have to have a unification bout between the two. Hell so, yeah. in a cell. Hell let's in a cell. Let's make it a triple threat. Put it's Taker
0: a... in there. Corpse, the shambling corpse of the <laughs> Undertaker. Undertaker. And Gober. <laughs> I, and I guess, mentioning the Phenom, let, let's go ahead and move straight on to our second fall. That's our second
1: fall, yes. Whoever saw the show on Friday, saw matches prior to that, it's time for Undertaker to rest in peace. That was a good, good line,
0: <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, it was. I think obviously the match itself was uh, affected by Goldberg suffering a concussion at some right. point. But once he hit their post, yeah, I think that's probably what 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 truly did it. Um, so anyway, obviously the match itself was scary and kind of just sad, really. I mean, you just I, the the endearing image for me was the. Well, the horrible, horrible choke slam to finish it, which was yeah. one of the one, worst. I've one ever of seen. his worst ever. Um, but then the look on his face immediately afterwards. You could, yeah, he knew, he knew. The issue is now: well, how do you do his retirement if he is not capable of putting on a main event level match any longer? But I think you can still have the moments. You can still have an iconic match. I think you'll, you've got to be looking at next WrestleMania. I feel like that's yeah, that, that's got to be when they do it. Re- I mean,
1: there can't be that many more WrestleManias for Undertaker. I think it's
0: this one, or or he just
1: comes in and says it himself. But I think there, like you said, there has to be a match. Yeah,
0: I, that, that's my thing. I, I think in, in theory, you'd say after what happened on Friday, that's that's the way to go. Is just he's done. But I, I think you know he obviously uh, you thought he'd given the rub to Roman by um, going out to him. So I think you've got to again look at someone else. And the two two names that that I have. The first one uh, I know has been bandied around a bit, which is alistair black um I think you' know, certain his look kind of you, you know you can kind of see him being of a similar you know occult kind of um you look as a as a as a superstar and 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 I think as well and I mentioned to you before we start recording, he's got a very strike based offense and maybe that would help with the match in terms of you don't have to run around and fly around as much. Right. It, you know there's not as much, not as much heavy lifting literally um <laughs> that that's required and so i think you, and and you know you're going to get a new guy who would really benefit from from that um you know from that win um the other the other option would be Bray Wyatt obviously we are waiting on the Wyatt return I think Bray needs this. Bray
1: would really need this. I think
0: uh, and I think just on that basis it could be a really good choice because obviously the the stigma of Bray Wyatt talking the talk and then losing. Um and mm. I think we and we've talked about that before right. um on the show. Yeah, I, I think if if it's if this is the moment that Undertaker's going to go, I think Wyatt beating him would be a kind of a a good boost for him, for him um and there's a lot he could do on the off the back of that. So that those would be my I, too. I mean the story I think it really writes itself you know it's The Undertaker and he'll show up and you know you, you will have the other person talk about how you're going to end the you know end the legacy um, of The Undertaker whether or not you announce it's his retirement match whether you make it specifically a retirement match um, I think everyone's going to assume it would be anyway so you probably <laughs> don't need to say anything well everyone's going to hope
1: <laughs> My vision is Undertaker has a retirement match at WrestleMania 33, and that's where I'm gonna keep it because, I guess, more on a personal reason.
0: Since I was, that was my only WrestleMania. So what you're saying is, we find a time machine, we go, we just erase yeah. the last. Don't time, have last Friday two years. show. Don't have the uh, last Saudi Arabia where he fought
1: with DX. Mm-hmm. We've seen enough of that. He let he went out in a in a bang, but I'm gonna pick somebody for a match for him. That we didn't mention that might make a little bit of sense, even though he probably doesn't need the push, or he could need the push, and that would be the demon.
0: Yeah, the demon pulls Taker back. That was that was one of the ones mentioned, I think, it as was, well, leading up to was it leading up to thirty three before it had been. I think it's been rumored forever. Rumored even that he would be someone. That before you know, demon phenom, there's you know, all that kind of symbolism and whatnot, gimmicky right. kind of things that yeah they both right. share. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so
1: Alistair Black is a perfect perfect choice if they're gonna keep him with that character of the you know the hard rock and mysterious character uh, the demon you could see the smoke coming up as he's coming through the ring he could he could end the undertaker because that, again that's a match that people want to see just like this this Goldberg match was one that never happened before. A Taker Finn balor match could end end Taker's Taker's career.
0: Yeah, I think it doesn't have to be like probably just because of what's happened in the last two years, it doesn't have to be anybody of a certain stature anymore. Like you felt it really had to yeah. be someone who was going to be pushed up to the very top. Now maybe it doesn't quite have to be. But you want the to same.
1: you want that to go. Otherwise, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. who 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 you could pick. Baron, Baron Corbin, of course. He's the guy. <laughs> oh, He's that. Ooh, and Kurt Angle. Putting that in t- my head now. Oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that would be great to put on his resume. <sighs> they should do uh, that. They should do that. Uh, that's that's better. Oh, that's, that's better. That's the way they're gonna go. Vince is listening. Oh, what I'm Take it, Corbin. That's what's gonna happen. I. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I why did we say it? <laughs> That's WrestleMania Thirty Four.
0: It's all right. I'll edit it out and post.
1: <laughs> no, we want people to hear the spoiler. <laughs> if you want to go to Tampa and see WrestleMania Thirty Four, Taker Corbin is going to be a match there. So
0: be ready. Well, it's all right. We can now call it down the middle. We can still set things straight. How do we? How do we save ourselves from Baron Corbin? Here's my proposal. So. uh this is just a bit of a weird <laughs> tangent. I was—I saw a news article on the BBC recently, which was about—I think it was a French circus that it was the first time they used instead of real animals, they used holograms. And people said it looked really good. It was this really good spectacle. You get a hologram <laughs> undertaker. You can put him against whoever you want. You could put him against Ricochet, and you could have him like with all these <laughs> flippy moves. He can do the old flying and clothes line going again.
1: He can keep going. Oh yeah. Oh. There's no other. There, exactly. There's no retirement. He doesn't need to there retire. There is no there retirement. Is. He does not need to retire.
0: Hologram Undertaker. That's it. Although, uh, okay. Failing that, he can still which, come through the smoke. Can still walk to the ring. I could so see him doing that on a Saudi show, though. You know. <laughs> oh God, that Because they want They wanted Yokozuna as well, didn't they? <laughs> Holograms. That'll be it. That's it. All these
1: guys it's are amazing retiring. Amazing
0: technology now, but okay. So, but other than that, you had an idea earlier as well for for what I we did, might I have a, do with have this a match. Now, uh,
1: one of the matches Undertaker is known for is a casket match. Mm-hmm. That would be another perfect way to end the Undertaker's career. We've seen many times where he's been thrown into the to the casket, he gets buried or so mm-hmm. forth. Lightning bolts come down, but. There's one piece of the ending that he that's missing. Now, as far as opponents wise, I mean I think we picked the perfect person to do this, Baron Corbett. He's gotta yeah. he's gotta do this. He's gotta put this on his resume. But what happens is that the Undertaker falls into the casket and they shut the door of the casket. Instantly, Co- commonly called a lid on a casket. The lid, okay. the door, <laughs> slam door. I'm sure they've called it a door on the.
0: I'm sure Michael Cole has the, said that yes, once. And Gorilla <laughs> Monsoon and all,
1: whoever you want, but
0: it closes
1: instantly. You see smoke come out of the casket.
0: Can we bring back Kane to do the the honors? No, that yeah, that's the stipulation. Kane, if Undertaker loses, Kane has to be the one to like set it on Kane, fire.
1: cane turns it. <laughs> Kane starts to burn it, and the smoke gets sucked into the urn. That's how that's what we used to use for the Undertaker all the time. Yeah, it's a symbol gets for smoke. Pulled many into years. the urn. So he, it's like a closure that he will not be back. And
0: my little un- cherry on top un- of the until eyes. he well, that's it. We know that's it. He's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's now is in done. an urn. There's no way he can come back. If unless. we re- <laughs> if
1: we remember back in the day the person who introduced him was the million dollar man. The million-dollar man just comes out with his laugh and takes the urn back. It's his property anyway because he's the million-dollar man and everybody has a price.
0: That's how it ends. Alternatively, he's up in Vince's office and anytime Vince needs right. um, some inspiration, he like calls on the genie. Yes, I'm I still, like that uh, part that, too. You said that earlier. I, I, mean,
1: I want it about... to be a genie lamp, but... But we don't know if that can do it. But yeah, and all in all, since Undertaker can always be called upon to face hologram. these matches, he's gonna be a hologram. Vince can always rub the genie lamp of the urn and say, hey, "Undertaker, I need you." I love the instantly idea of hologram
0: wrestlers for like decades to come. Like there will <laughs> just be the feud will call for it, and they'll just go to it every now and then. That someone will be like, "I got this huge, huge match coming up, Hell in a Cell against Izzy." And I I I need to call in the spirit of the Undertaker and so there's always just that they go to like this graveyard and they have to dig it up or something and then they get to rubbing it the genie comes yeah. out and imbues so, this wrestler with their soul. So with their dirty power. from
1: the artifacts being buried forever and there it is. Fall number three is something that we need to discuss because of WWE needs saving. Ratings are falling it's it's been a bad spice. couple of months it's let's
0: let's say that with everything going on post wrestlemania it's it's no been great and you know
1: what i don't even know if it has to do with is the champion the right champion to have is seth rollins a ratings person i don't know if that's going to be the case I,
0: I i think the thing that everybody or a lot of people talk around talk about and obviously it essentially it's been confirmed following Another thing that we missed in our absence, which was John Moxley's uh, interview on Talk is Jericho, where he talked about his, and I guess obviously it's his personal frustration, but it, it basically seems that is WWE Creative and Microcosm. that It's that's the stories. Right. It's Well, that's the lack right. of stories, lack of cohesive storytelling.
1: And that's what Mox talked about. And I'm calling him Mox now because that's what I guess they're going to call him. There's a short name. I don't know. John Moxley. It's on his Jacket. It's on his jacket, so that's what I'm going to call him. And sounds sounds pretty cool, Mox. Okay, I'll take it. But yeah, he's
0: he's sorry. Had just a the, nice face. Yeah, I didn't have Just, just I mean, going, going back to one thing he was talking about, which was the uh, the the gimmick that Vince was trying to push on him. The like where he was like afraid of the smelly fans. Right. Thank God he wasn't called John Mox in WWE television because I'm sure they would have used the line Chicken Mox.
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> oh boy, oh.
0: Vince is listening. He's going to call someone oh, that changed their name. But... Just to
1: make fun of or take a shot it's at It's so D.
0: you! <laughs> so but a, the one thing I actually do want to go back to as well was something um, Ty Dillinger just did uh, an interview with Chris Van Blier and he, the one thing he said which I thought was an interesting way to put it he said it wasn't it, like it's not necessarily about pushing somebody. It's about giving someone credibility and that is what the superstars lack and and that is what you get with the lack of a cohesive story the silly gimmicky kind of stuff that was trying to be pushed on the former Dean Ambrose it's a lack of credibility Um, and the thing that um, Sean Spears, Ty Dillinger um, supposedly said to Vince on his way out was that you insult the audience's intelligence and that he apparently said that to his face (laughs) to which Vince's response was oh shit I don't know how that was a valid response to what he said or how the conversation went from there on. But anyway, I I think it was an interesting way to put it. And I think that actually made a lot of sense to me. Is it because not everybody can win? Not everybody can be the champion, but it's about credibility. So even if you're not winning your matches or you're not winning all of your matches, you're not champion, your character has credibility.
1: But do you think everybody with so many wrestlers on the roster, can they all have credibility? So, yeah! I don't I, know I, if you can. You got you do have three hours of a raw, two hours of SmackDown, unless you make every match five minutes. Like back in the days in the '80s, you you can get your ten guys on that you want to see because you're fighting jobbers and you have, you know, Hillbilly Jim versus Moon Dog, and s- stuff like that, where you know who's gonna win, but you're showcasing these guys. The the Moon Dogs are now the guys that are coming up nxt and don't have storylines they become these guys so do you have a existence i mean ty dillinger is a perfect example he came up fans behind him in nxt and what does he do 10 so of course royal rumble he's 10 but what did they build after that for him what he didn't get anything well exactly
0: i think <laughs> and, and what it, can you do i mean yeah i think that Gimmick, for lack of a better word, because yeah, it what it was a chant, and yeah. it's difficult to actually build number. something out of it. But but that's what I think. You you build a character out of this person, and so it means even if they're maybe not on every SmackDown or Raw, whatever show they're they're on, even if they go into a feud or go into matches, and they don't always win. You believe the character. You can get behind the character, and so it's about building the characters and and telling the stories that they're involved in, so that you actually. You you know who this person is, and you can get behind him whether you're cheering them or you're booing them, and it's about even if they're not winning, they're still you know something about them. Anyway, we're kind of digressing a little bit. So essentially, what we 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 want to come up with the what is the the way to save? That's how I put it here. How to save how, WWE? How do you save them? Um, I put yeah. You know, what is like the yes movement story? The Austin versus McMahon saga, like the Rock versus the McMahon Helmsley regime back in like early two thousand. Uh, what is the story that people tune into week on week? What what is the thing that, that can be done to get eyes back on the product and get well, and the eyes that are already on the product get them actually enjoying it? I don't know if you have anything in particular in mind you'd like to. Yeah,
1: I think our propose. our what we talked about was a perfect lead up to this, as we were talking about. Russell's become incredible and and being part- you know showing who they are bring just. back just incredible <laughs> oh he's he is even he was a good good example of that e c w big big person, and then he didn't
0: put in the what i think is the worst stable ever w w e heat regulars x factor x park and albert i i mean i hated them, not anyway sorry go.
1: again it's the same thing it's so, Raw ratings are dropped. Apparently, WWE wants to put Seth, Seth Rollins as their champion. Which, he's a great wrestler. I just don't... It doesn't seem like people are tuning in to see him. And we just talked about how so many wrestlers on the roster. So, here I am being matchmaker now. I'm the Raw GM. And from
0: now on... Hold on, hold on. Are you pitching that you get a job? Is I'm, this essentially... That's the first
1: part. The mic is the new <laughs> GM of Raw. And Seth Rollins wants to burn it down. Well, he's going to have to burn it down every week, defending the title in a battle royal.
0: <laughs> weekly battle royal. A weekly
1: battle royal where the fight will be, the, the, the excitement will be who the 20, cont- 20 wrestlers are going to be that he's going to fight, or the 19 play if you add him. I would have it that they battle down to the ring, and the first 19 to get in, the ring are in the battle royal. He is, don't even have a a, this, a list of who's going to be in there. It could be Zack Ryder. It could be Samoa Joe. Of course, I'm going to put Samoa Joe in there. It could be Rey Mysterio. You know, any level of skill as long as you get in that ring and uh, the first nineteen
0: have, guys. Have you stolen scripts for their plans for the twenty four seven championship? Because that sounds exactly like something like that sounds like something that is going similar, to happen.
1: And it's similar and. and and that that was another thing I was going to go with, with Brock and say Brock can cash in that case anytime he wanted to. Why not do it when Seth is sleeping? Referees right there. There you go.
0: I'll la 24-7 Yeah, I mean, it's essentially rules. the same thing. You know the other thing What I was really hoping they we kind going to do was have Goldberg win the 24-7 championship on his way to the ring on Friday. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, walk past R-Truth, push him against the wall, look around and just cover him and become, <laughs> come out to the ring with the title. <laughs> and then R-Truth comes out after the match yeah, after Taker yeah. beats him Both of them and were, covers him to well, win it back.
1: Well, they said uh, Goldberg collapsed on his way back to the to the dressing room or whatever. That's where R-Truth takes the title God, back. You Six times. <laughs> yeah, so... I always enjoy a good a good battle royal, and seeing all the different wrestlers out there. And that's what you you want to be on the show. You want to be, be credible. What excitement would it be that if you got Seth in there with the with the last six, and all of a sudden he gets thrown over the top rope and is going to be a new champion at night? EC3.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Apparently, that's not going to happen yeah. for a
1: while. That is horrible. That's another show.
0: So. My idea Sorry, is is a complete revolution of professional wrestling as we know it. So I'm going ambitious here, and th- this is an idea I had a while back, just to myself. It was like, I wonder how how can you make a three hour raw, for example? How can you engage everybody for like all of this thing, all you know, this whole time? Um, and the idea I thought of was actually influenced by I don't know if you played the old like PlayStation One SmackDown games and really annoying thing at the time when you're playing it is if you want to win a title you have to be entered into that division specifically so you'd have to go back out and you'd have to go into rankings and wait for it to load and then you'd have to select the wrestler and move them into that like ranking for that title and then you'd have to get them up to number two so that they were number one contender this is really annoying but that is one way that I think you could you could give every match legitimacy and you could give it some meaning behind it and even if there's no story specifically behind it. So you know, let's say Intercontinental Champion, yeah, you know, Finn Balor is Intercontinental Champion and someone comes out on, on SmackDown and says, you know, it's it's Andrade and says, you know, I'm I'm entering myself into the Intercontinental Championship like division and they go in at number six and there are you know, five other people including Finn at the top who are in that division already and then Andrade comes out says that and the current like person in third in that division is Jinder Mahal and so he has a match Andrade versus Jinder Mahal Andrade wins and then moves up into maybe because number three and he becomes number
1: three. So he challenges people for their ranks.
0: And that's, yeah, that's how it works. And I, I think you'd maybe have a weighted point system as well. I was thinking about this a lot earlier before we recorded. Yeah, that's um, where I
1: thought you were going, like certain points. Because they did that in what, like, is that like the X Division in TNA or, or, or something? I don't know, maybe.
0: I think you could do that, but I also like the idea you could challenge somebody for their spot. So that you could just leapfrog. Because obviously if they want to hot, shot, someone up to the top. And that was the other thing I, caveat I would have, is that the champion can always choose a contender or like every so often they're allowed to just pick someone in if they have like a personal feud that can be like, Alright, I you know, I'll challenge you for the title. Um and I, I just think that way, you know, if you want to have you know the mid card talent you have, you know, Titus O'Neil versus one of the Singh brothers, you whoever it might be, oh, you God. can But <laughs> that you, was you, a horrible match. here's the thing horrible here choice. is my point is that Okay, on the face of it, like, if they put that match on there because they needed to fill time on raw, um, instead of just having a. I mean, it has a purpose. 15, yeah, exactly. And, because it's not just then there's an actual tangible result that comes out of it that, okay, Titus wins and now moves up in the rankings. It also gives the commentator something to talk about. You know, there's there's no story going into this match, but you can talk about how, oh, well, Titus O'Neil was up in, like, second position and was looking for that number one contendership spot and then in the past weeks, this person has leapfrogged him. He's looking to gain momentum and there are legitimate things. You can talk about form, you can talk about previous people who've been in his position and Mm -hmm. how that division has been shaping up recently. And I think because it, it's another thing as well that I think was mentioned with this with the t- SmackDown television deal was the possible leaning towards a more like actual sports um, like coverage type thing um, that that might be you know, like legitimate mm. sports coverage that I think Fox were kind of suggesting they wanted, and this kind of gives it that. And in addition to that, there's not just even if a match doesn't have a story going into it. You can build stories out of it because someone someone beats someone and like, Oh, you took my position as number one contender and you know, you just have two people go back and forth where they keep beating each other. Um like a series, Benoit, yeah. book of tea or something. Yeah. Or you know, like now you've That's had Cesaro so. and Ricochet have had a few matches right. and you can have that then mean something and you can then have the feud builds out of that if you want to. But even if you don't, there is still there's a reason behind it, and there's there's a something that comes out of it that actually matters, and hopefully that goes some way to engaging people in what's going on. There's a reason to tune in and and keep an eye on all the matches because depending on who wins, that actually has a knock on effect um, for things down the road, and you know because if someone will go on a tear through a certain division so and you, run through, like you said
1: all, earlier, the wrestlers become credible, and there's a purpose yes. for them being on the show. Rather than being stuck in an elevator <laughs> yeah
0: and, and you can even have like silly moments like I love the idea of Kurt Hawkins coming out on raw and being like got an announcement to make I am entering myself into the into the universal championship division and of course he never <laughs> wins a match so you can kind of be oh, silly hold on
1: hold on Alex that was one of my predictions he became the champion Vince <laughs> was listening it's going he be
0: became fun. a champion for a yeah. bit yeah um but no yeah and well you know you could put two people going into a division they are completely mismatched in but they like fight each other you know it's two people it's you know it's, it's like Hawkins uh, and Zack Ryder make a pact they're like we're going to
1: we're going to get to the top of it's the It's think like Lars going to 205 live
0: <laughs> something yeah. and
1: just destroy the cruiserweights.
0: <laughs> but yeah I I just think it would be something that could potentially give uh, an interesting slant on the way and maybe you wouldn't even do it with every division maybe it would only be certain titles have that in there, if you don't want to have that be in place I wonder if it would be everywhere. more for
1: like the Intercontinental US maybe. titles, yeah, because that's like you consider they consider the mid
0: card, and I think it's the block. mid the mid carders that can get lost in the shuffle where they're not nothing's really being done with them, and this is an easy way for that's... something to be done without having to write them anything. All right, so I've I've tried to revolutionize professional wrestling, so maybe so that...
1: what is your? A point system. That's what it's going to be or It's
0: it's both. I think you you have a point system so that um, because otherwise, if you could have a like if someone's in that number one contendership spot, why would they accept a challenge from someone lower down when they're like giving up? I know you could build a story into it. You you have to heel bait the face into taking a match kind of thing, but you maybe add a sort of a point system in there as well to weight it so that you can also move up that way. But I think primarily I would have it be a straight ranking where you, you take on somebody and you beat them and you move up you take their position in the rankings and they move down one. Yeah, I, I, I th- as I say, I think it would give a legitimacy to every match. It would Every match would mean something, essentially. Um, and then hopefully that would lead to, as I say, more engagement because it's not just a match between two people you don't really care about. Uh, and hopefully you can... As I say, you can build stories off the back of what has been happening um, in those divisions.
1: Yeah, you can tell... That's a a big change. The the, the last um, few episodes, there's a lot of bathroom breaks, and there's no investment in them. So, unless it's your top-tier people, no one wants to see...
0: And even that, with the the, the wildcard usage, where it's been used exactly how everybody feared, and it's just the same people on every show.
1: Same exact ones...
0: All right, so let's let's cool this down the middle. I have something in mind. We're gonna take two of the two of Vince McMahon's favorite things, and that is the wild card rule, and changing wrestlers' names. Wow. So what we're gonna do? Big
1: big in the news lately is changing names.
0: Yeah, they went through a whole batch of them in NXT for God knows what reason. But it, so this is what's gonna happen: the wild card rule now doesn't. Apply to the shows; it applies to the wrestlers, and so people will come out. Like someone's musical hit, but someone else will have played a wild card to take their spot, and so they come out. So the music hits. Seth Rollins is Universal Champion. And you think he's going to come out, but actually, it's it's uh it's Drew McIntyre cosplaying Seth Rollins who comes out. Still, builder Seth Rollins. <laughs> it's, it's changed his name for this week. Wrestlers' names are just changing weekly. They're showing up on whatever shows they feel. So like. Drew is Seth. Drew is and Seth. Seth Is Drew? Uh, no, I think Seth will be. Seth will be the someone Miz. else. Uh, I think maybe we'll have Alexa Bliss come out as as uh, Drew. I think that that'll work nicely. <laughs> it'll just it'll that just be a complete be awesome complete free for all. And yeah, it'll basically be wrestlers coming out as each other in bad cosplay. Essentially, like what Damian Sandow was doing for a while, but a while there. But there will be the entire roster. It will just be, yeah.
1: Goldust did something similar to that too, where right? he did something similar. I and of course, Leva
0: Bates, most famously. So she she will essentially be the new big star in WWE. They will sign her because of her cosplaying ability, because she will be able to implement the wildcard rule better than anybody else. And yeah, that that's that's essentially this is all that's that's my plan here. It's essentially it's a vehicle for Leva Bates to become champion. You got anything better? <laughs> I, I, I don't I, think I, it's I don't think I, it's better, but how about I'm gonna go back to when
1: my old shows, and my obsession with masks. Everybody comes out in a mask. There you go. You don't even know who's wrestling <laughs> <That's>, until <laughs> until after the match, and even then
0: maybe you oh, don't. That's it. That's the reveal <laughs> after each match. It's like oh, let's find yeah. out who yeah. was wrestling number it. one.
1: That's it. So everybody wears a mask. You don't know who's wrestling until afterwards. Who you who you just saw? Wow, I just saw, you know, Shane McMahon. Versus uh, Zach Ryder, the hologram of the Undertaker. <laughs> the and he's wearing a mask too. So that's my thing, my obsession with the masks that will spice
0: things up. Jim Carrey as you the know, mask comes out, you,
1: and... you don't even know who's wrestling. The first match comes out, it's just guys in masks. You don't know what's going on. That's
0: that's definitely we're talking about the uh, trying to get people to get behind characters, <laughs> and no we're not even, even going to tell them who <laughs> who who. No, we're, we're in the same colors.
1: No, we're in the same colors. One week it'll be red for Raw. So if SmackDown will have blue, and then they'll change different colors back and forth. Until they reveal at the end.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, uh, we've revolutionized the landscape. Remember, Vince is listening. I hope not.
1: Baron Corbin is going to defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania next year. We got that set. And he'll be in a, a mass too. Well. Ratings on, are going to go through the roof.
0: On that note... I one, think that's it. One, two, three, a Vince McMahon stunner. Vince that McMahon is, stunner. That yeah. is the end of our, of our show, this episode. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and listening to our absolute nonsense. Uh, a huge thank you, as always, to the Randy Savages for the use of their song, Be a Man, Hogan, um, an excellent, excellent band that we're very happy allowed us to use that. Go check them out at therandysavages.bandcamp.com. Uh, we should now be back to our bi-weekly schedule hopefully so we'll be back on our next episode where we will find more things to so call, call it down, down, the, down the middle, middle.
1: Just remember, everybody, Vince is listening.